Do you know what's in it? Do you even care? Hence, do you love yourself? Value your health? Nurture and protect every melanated cell? Or is it just hair? Failure to educate yourself about products you put on or in your body will leave you with burdens to bear. Like early onset puberty, fibroids, cysts, and more aggressive cancers. In our community, none of this is rare. Poor choice of food and beauty products can be our deadliest culprits. Or did you think Black-specific malignancies and diseases just came from the air? We must remain vigilant as Black consumers in a white-centered beauty industry, an industry that has yet to uphold a standard of care that is inclusive to the benefit and health of Black women. So, shouldn't you know what's in it? Your life could depend on it. The truth is, whatever you place on your skin or in your body ends up in your bloodstream. So making the connection between health care and beauty care is about protecting yourself, nothing extreme. So let's educate ourselves, choose better products, demand regulations, and make vigilant brand awareness the new mainstream. Welcome to Melanated Conversations. Our narrative and our perspective. Here on the podcast, we are amplifying the voices of Black women and sharing their powerful stories of transformation. I'm Tyrion. And I'm Yana. Let's start the show. Welcome, welcome back to another episode of Melanated Conversations. I am your co-host, Yana. And I am your co-host, Tarian. Welcome back, you guys. We are here with another lovely guest to share all the things and all the great things that um, she has going on. Um, we want to welcome you all to her today. Um, Ms. Hannah McCall, thank you for joining us. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. Yes, 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 yes. We're excited because, um, you know, this topic that you are going to share with us today about, you know, the other things that you are um, have inserted yourself in is around clean beauty, especially clean beauty for Black girls, Black women, um, is something that is actually um, a topic that I've been wanting to, like, really get deep into because, um, yeah, it's a lot of things that we're just not aware of and the products that we use and that's marketed to us. So I definitely love to chat with you more about um, the findings and, you know, what your brand is doing to advocate for black women and women of color in this space. Um, so yes, I'm excited to chat with you about this. Absolutely. Same here. But yes, I'm definitely excited about having this conversation with you today, Hannah. Um, thank you so much for joining us. But before we get into our melanated chat, we always like to start off with a little bit of fun. And so if you don't mind playing a round of don't drop the mic with us, we would appreciate that. <laughs> um, are you down? I am. All right. And uh, Yana and I will also answer these questions as well. So have no fear. So my first question is, what is one movie um, that you've seen recently, or it doesn't even have to be recently, but what's one movie that you've seen um, that you were disappointed in, but everybody else loved? Um, what was that movie that just came out with, um, was it Sylvie's Love? Oh my gosh. I know. <laughs> You don't like the movie, Hannah? Tell me more. Oh, I need to I, know why. I don't know. I was so excited for it. And I had to start and stop it like four times. I just couldn't get into it. I don't know if I was expecting something else or what happened. I don't know. Maybe I need to just open a bottle of wine and try it from the top again. <laughs> <laughs> was it like, like the... I felt the, like it was kind of... Flow, maybe? Oh, okay. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, can it see did. That. It did have like a it 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 took a minute for it to really like transition. And there, I won't say there was like 
maybe there were like a few plot holes or loopholes or, or some places where yeah. I felt like I wanted more I need more yeah um so I, I'm with you on that I did enjoy it though um, <laughs> oh yeah definitely definitely but yeah I mean, but I need to give it another chance <laughs> I would say if you can muster through it and watch, watch it all the way through that's what I need to do probably huh Sylvie, right, Sylvie, give me one more chance. <laughs> no. Sure. But no, thank you for that. That's yes. being honest. I appreciate it. Um, I was trying to think of a movie, like a movie that everybody loves, but it was one movie that I feel like everybody was in consensus with. Um, maybe two. Um, and they were both Netflix, maybe originals. Yeah. You probably think of the same movie I'm about to make. <laughs> um, one happened, I mean, one came out like pre-pandemic. It was like right before the pandemic hit around like February. And it was the Tyler Perry. What was the one? What is it called? Um, Fall from Grace or something great. That was January. Oh, yeah. It was January. Yeah. yeah, that one. And then the other one with, oh my gosh, with Omar Epps and, um, oh gosh, what's her name? Um, uh why can't I think of her name oh I see God. her face everything yes 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 um was she the one that played in Love Jones yeah what's her name oh Nia Long Nia Long, oh, Nia, Long. Yeah. Nia Long the one with Nia Long and Omar Epps first of all there were so many things what's the, what was the name of that one Tarion do you it remember it was like Fatal Affair Fatal Affair oh <laughs> I know what you're talking about horrible Oh my god! <laughs> but it was one of those movies too, where it was like, "It's so bad, but you can't stop watching." Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's like we know this story, so why am I watching this? Right, right, right. So those were two, and then I'll give a bonus. It wasn't actually necessarily a movie; it was mm-hmm. a show, and I still haven't been able to bring myself to watch it. Well, Taryn, you know. Y'all tried to get me to watch what's the cat lady? What's that Tiger King? Oh, Tiger whatever. King. <laughs> and I turned that on for like y'all. I t- I was trying to watch. I probably gave it like 10 minutes. My eyes were bleeding. I couldn't like I couldn't watch. <laughs> I'm like, what is this? Foolishness. Yeah, I blame the pandemic for the reason why we all watch that. Otherwise, <laughs> we would never. <laughs> oh, you watched it too, Hannah. Oh yeah, it was like real entertainment for me. It really was, wasn't it though? <laughs> no, I feel you, Yana. I feel you. Um, I'm gonna have to agree. Um, yeah, a fall from grace. I always say because it came. I remember it came out in January of 2020, and I literally feel like a fall from grace was. It was it was really a precursor to what 2020 was going to be. Literally oh, no. Grace. I was like, it's Tyler Perry's fault we're in this mess pretty oh, much. Oh, no. <laughs> no. But once I'm, again, huh? There were some things about that movie, though, that was like, the writing was, was better, I felt. There were still some plot holes in, like, the actual... That was the problem. Screen, I mean, mm. actual... The filming, yes, that that yeah. the the storyline the storyline was a decent storyline. Um, he had a stellar cast. I mean, you had Felicia Rashad, yes, right? yes, and um, Lily Tyson, Cicely Tyson. You have, but I'm saying you had those two bit like headlining actresses in the movie, um, and the movie itself, like, was. It was bad. It was really bad. I think they, story goes, I think they actually filmed that that movie in like five days or something like that. Like, oh yeah, I remember reading that. Yeah, I I feel like that's just kind of a and like, even though this is shade, I don't mean it as shade, but that's just like a Tyler Perry problem. Like, if he has enough of a cast, he just, I don't know, something falls short and it doesn't, it doesn't gel. Mm. Yeah. Well, I also heard that he's like a one take type of director too. Like that could be it. And know all your lines. He does not want to keep running. Um, oh, well, that's interesting. That's it. Yep. So <laughs> that could that that's definitely. Tyler, let me reclaim my time. He like we got 
the shoot the shoot is four hours right be out by three in three hours and 55 minutes because i need five minutes to get my car so no seeking time here and see right come to the set with your hair and makeup let me stop let me stop okay (laughs) y'all want to do another round or should we go into our melanated chat Hannah. It's up to y'all. I can do either. We can let's let's do one more question and then we'll 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 move it right along. Okay. So if you could change your name, what what would you change it to? What would you choose if you could change your name? <laughs> so this is kind of a funny question because I I grew up in an all-white area of the Midwest, and I just Hannah is not a traditionally black name anyway. So why I decided I needed this new name I have no idea but I call myself Samantha when I moved out to the DC area I like jokingly told a few people my name was Samantha and they could call me Sam and listen when I ran into somebody like a year and a half later they're like what's up Sam and I was like oh no (laughs) what did I do (laughs) wow (laughs) it's funny because we have um cousins that with both of those names Wait, really? and Samantha. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> our cousins are those two names so yeah That's um <laughs> I don't I haven't really even given that question thought it was just interesting because um my name my full name is Kenyana um I don't really usually tell people my government name so they can't find <laughs> me but let me stop um but of course, it's 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 eccentric. It's different, um, and I just got tired of like correcting people all the time and mm-hmm. getting tired of autocorrect, not correctly <laughs> getting my name right. Um, and I also grew up with a thousand nicknames, so I just never really thought about having uh, never changing my name because I was given so many names. <laughs> but I remember back in my my premarital days, mm-hmm. uh, when a when a young gentleman would court me. But, um, <laughs> let me let me put on my Bridgerton. Bridgerton. <laughs> when a young lad would, would let me stop because I don't want our Britain. I don't want our Britain um and UK peeps listening to us and like I mean, we ain't disrespecting like that. No, we 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 not we're not trying to. But anyway, lady, lady when, Back in my premarital days, in my bachelor days, you know, you know, you always used to have like your fake name. Oh, yeah. Like Alter ego. What was yours? Mine was Cece. Yo, yours is Cece. Okay, oh. Cece. Okay. Well, I was Bianca. I don't know where that came from. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <Where's> I don't know where Bianca came from, but I was Bianca. It just sounded a little exotic. I don't know. Bianca. When you roll, roll off your tongue. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I don't know. That doesn't necessarily answer your question, but it kind of does. No, it does. It does. So, okay. So, Hannah, I, I understand I think I understand like <laughs> why you would be like, man, Hannah, there ain't a lot of black people named Hannah. Like where they do that at? So right. I get that. I get that. Thanks, mom. No, I'm just <laughs> so here's my thing. So I've never actually, same thing, I never really thought about changing my name. Like if I had a different name, I would just the only time that I would. I would, I guess, be disappointed that I didn't have like a regular name because I was like, ain't nobody, people don't, who, like no one is named Tyrion. Like what? I don't know any other Tyrions. Um, and instead of, you know, embracing it and being like, it's, it was a unique and different name. I was upset because I couldn't get a keychain that mm-hmm. said like Andrea or something on it. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like the regular girl names and I could never find anything with Tarion on it because it just was it's not a traditional name now now that I've now that I'm older I do see kids who are a little bit younger or a couple of years not kids but people a few years behind me now it's starting to become more of a normal name it's still um 
you know, still yeah. a unique, unique yeah. name. But I am seeing more people with the name now, which I think is interesting. Um, so I wouldn't, like I said, I wouldn't change my name. But, you know, I had that that point in time where I was like, man, this is not fair. Like, right. I want a regular name like everyone else. Fun fact, I did find out, though, um, when uh, my mom was pregnant with me, that her and my dad initially wanted me, my name to start with an A because both of their names start with an A. Mm. But then Uncle Terry passed and they just yeah. got going that direction so yeah and that's another thing too with your name it holds a big significance because you were named after our uncle right. and when you mentioned about like how you didn't like about the fact that you couldn't get a, a keychain or those different like name trinkets because I used to feel that way too I was like at least you can get one that said Terry like you can get Terry with the I, I me know. on the other hand you know <laughs> My name is broken down sometimes to Ken. And so I'll be forced to get a male's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I want a Barbie doll. Right? I want a Barbie. Yeah. But no, that's no, interesting. I wouldn't though. even settle for Terry. Like, I just was like, no, that's if you'll give me my full name or don't give it to me. I don't want it. <laughs> yeah, I don't want it. <laughs> well, um, that was fun. And Hannah, thank you so much for playing along and sharing. Um, and your thoughts about and opinions about movies and names and all that wonderful stuff that was really fun so thank you of course that was fun yeah Yanni you want to take it away my question so I want to just kind of hear a little bit more about your backstory before we go deep into like all the things that you have going on can you tell our listeners a little bit about you tell us a little about your backstory who is Hannah McCall what are your roots I mean, if you can tell me who I am, that would be cool too. But uh, I was born and raised in the Midwest. I went to college as a student athlete. Then I became a mom, went back to school to get my master's. And I still didn't have the slightest clue like what I wanted to do with my life, right? The age old question we all have to answer. Um, But after working in commercial insurance, and then in the trust department and the private bank, I am only working with white people. I realized like that corporate life just wasn't for me. And the foundation of that was just honestly, because I realized that in order for me to be all in on something, it has to be impactful and meaningful. Otherwise, I just, I can't do it. My performance is terrible. (laughs) I'm checked out. Um, So that kind of led me down a path of like, well, what do I like in life? And for a temporary measure, I became a wine ambassador, still am because I'll never give it up. But that um, ultimately led me to a connection who ended up introducing me to a direct sales company in the clean beauty space. And within that first year as a consultant, I was given the opportunity to meet with my congressman to discuss why stricter legislation in the personal care products industry needs to exist. And it was kind of in that moment of kind of, you know, being able to hold the hand of somebody across the aisle and the chance to create actual sustainable change that I realized like, this is who I am. Like, I, I want to be in the room having conversations with change makers. I want to lead a change making space. And yeah, I guess that's, that's that. That's A to yeah. B. <laughs> yeah, you, you better go to the Capitol for the right reason. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm, I'm curious. You said you're a student athlete. What sport did you play? I was a runner, a sprinter. Got them fast twitch muscles. Yes, I, I tested them the other day. They are not exactly there anymore. Girl, they, oh. I'm guaranteed they faster than mine. Girl, it take it take a little longer. You know, you have to go outside and warm up that engine for that the car to get them moving. That's me right now. So, <laughs> no, but that's so cool. Um, how was that experience? You know, going to the Capitol. Oh, you know, speeding, meeting with your Congress um, person and really laying out like an action plan for legislation around clean beauty efforts. You know, it was kind of one of those things that no different than anything else we're going to talk about. You don't know what you don't know. And 
once I sat down with him and we started having just a regular conversation about things, I kind of realized in that moment that we as like, as citizens of America, we have no idea what our power actually is, right? Mm -hmm. Like if somebody hadn't told me I could even ask for a meeting like this, I never would have even imagined it was possible. And it was refreshing because I think it also happens so little that these congressmen have to kind of guess what their constituents want and like he was asking me questions he's like well is this it he's like well this is this in my products too and I'm like yeah absolutely and he's like but I have teenage daughters what is that doing and I was like oh so you actually want to know about this stuff before you know there was a bill on his desk and it's just kind of like yes or no without any real investment right yeah so he was actually receptive. It was- Very much so. And I'm sure everybody's not like that. I probably just had a good experience, but it's still interesting, you know, to know that any of us can ask for a meeting with our congressman. It's not, I'm not special. <laughs> There's so many things I want to say just to that. <laughs> Don't say it, say it. No, just as far as being able to just, just call up your congressman or just, you know, request yes, speak with them or write a letter or something sane. Right. (laughs) It's not that hard. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was just saying there are just, there are legal ways you can go about um, expressing your disdain. Oh no. I know you're not saying that people who created a system that they now hate are actually going to do something logical. (laughs) Uh, well you got a point there (laughs) the rules don't apply to them absolutely not (laughs) well that's another conversation (laughs) another day no I was just even saying too and you know for some people that you know that may feel like that's a stretch for them even start locally like oh yeah every community has um you know, you, you have your own makeup in your in your communities too. And I'm sure that they're usually often, um, oh gosh, gosh, why is the word escaping me? Those meetings. Um, oh, like your, um, yeah. Council council Council. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Um, even start there. Um, and then just, you know, work your way up, but definitely you, you put these people into place. They, they work for you. Hold them accountable for the very things that you place them in these roles for yep. um, that you stood behind. So, yeah. Come on, Hannah, for delivering our state <laughs> for the day. Contact the congressman. They federal, all the above. Right. All right. Um, um, I know you talked about, you know, kind of how you got your footing into the be- the beauty industry, but um had you always been interested in beauty or like it was just kind of like a non-existent type of anything you know um yeah no I wasn't at all like I (laughs) I was a tomboy through and through it was a competition between me and myself um (laughs) so I didn't ever even think about makeup or I hardly washed my face growing up um I paid for it later, but (laughs) I, what really got me into it was kind of that, but then as a consultant for this direct selling company, I started to kind of look around the room and I was in the overall wellness space in general, right? And I paid attention to the reports that were coming out that were kind of pointing the finger at products that were made specifically for Black women and how they were worse than worse and more harmful than the exact same products being created for white women. And I realized that reading that data and kind of looking around the quote-unquote room that I'm in, like Black women were missing from these conversations. And if we're missing from the conversations, then like how can we be sure that when legislation is reformed that that added arm of protecting us is included and it was just kind of one of those like really big light bulb moments where I was like well if I don't know this it's 
worth considering the fact that a lot of people like me don't know this. And like you said at the beginning of this, like we don't know what we don't know. And we don't even think about the ingredients that are in our products that we're using two, three times a day. But it's one of those things that once you know, you can't, you can't unknow it, right? And I just kind of felt like once I know, I would be doing a disservice if I didn't share it with my community. Like if I didn't, if I saw this gaping hole of information and I didn't fill it, it just felt like I was doing a disservice. Yeah, excuse me. Yana and I have had conversations, um, and not even just amongst ourselves, but we've seen it <clears throat> being highlighted here in the last year or so about you know um, the topic of representation and mm-hmm. even within the industry and standards and things of that nature. So um, the fact that you even saw from the standpoint of people who represented you know selling these products and mm-hmm. and all this other stuff like that that black women were definitely being underrepresented in these, uh, in these spaces um, just speaks volumes to, of course, then there's nobody there to advocate for us to say, Hey, 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 have you noticed this? Or like, there's something wrong. There's nobody, you know, ringing a bell to, to bring attention to these issues. Um, We're so grateful that you were able to be in that space and call attention to it. So kudos to you. Thank you. Yeah. 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 Uh, Well, like what you said, and even going back to like the harmful ingredients that are in these products, um, why do you believe that, you know, Black women in particular are target, Black women and women of color in general, people of color in general are targeted when it comes to toxic beauty products? So this, like any question in this space is obviously layered. Um, but I, I think it can be boiled down to the simple fact that it's easy to do so. Um, we, as women of color, have not collectively mattered to a company's bottom line or, you know, being part of studies in the health and science space. Um, it's not a secret that we're constantly overlooked. Mm-hmm. But I think that gets kind of swept under the rug one because there's no representation there's nobody at these high level executive positions and companies to you know call the kettle black but so companies get to say that especially in the clean beauty space they get to say that in creating pigmented products it requires um too much money to create the formulations and with the formulations you lose you know, the level of pigment that people want to buy. But in a capitalist society, that just doesn't make any sense to me. And I can't accept it because in the beauty space alone, Black women make up for 22% of the spending. And on average, we buy like three times as many products. But like, we only make up 7% of the population or something like that. So Mm -hmm. the demand is there. And so I just can't subscribe to this idea that it's not worth the cost of developing these products. And I think, I think it really is the fact that there are no checks and balances in this industry. That's the biggest issue. And when you pair that with, you know, white centered beauty standards, it just creates this space where we don't ask questions. We just know what we want a product to do and we buy it without even considering the fact that we're purchasing these products from companies who have never held a standard of care that is inclusive to the benefit and health of women of color. So we see that in other industries, especially like the health industry. And I, I'm just not sure we ever make the connection of asking why would the beauty industry be any different and companies like, or organizations like black women for wellness, they, have documented this. They've documented that issue of exposure that Black women uh, encounter in the clean beauty, regular beauty, personal care products industry space. It's that exposure and the harm of that exposure is consistently minimalized. Yeah, that's, yeah, that, that is true. It, it, it doesn't make sense why we don't make the correlation between healthcare and sing as simple as Mm -hmm. beauty products Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, that's that's very interesting. I was also I was thinking while you're speaking, um, especially when you talk about, you know, advertising and things like that. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times these big name companies, they'll grab a, a big name um, celebrity yep. who happens to be, you know, black. Mm-hmm. And they say, hey, this is the new face of X, Y, Z or whatever. And then we just flock to it and we don't question. We don't. What's in the products? whatsoever i i know i i have not considered um in most instances we've had a few ladies on now where i'm definitely like oh yeah maybe i should pay more attention to you know certain products that i'm using but and i think that probably goes for the majority Mm -hmm. Um, thank god we're awakening to to this particular issue but it's like oh such and such is using that must be a great product. I'm going to go out and spend my money on that as well. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. I think the other thing with that too, because I was thinking about how, you know, a lot of it is, of course, we don't know what we don't know. But Mm -hmm. another thing too is that it's not accessible to us. As with most beauty products Mm -hmm. that we even try to find, even think about makeup in general. It's already a struggle trying to find things or in your shade or in, you know, that's, that that fits that works for you so and we're already limited in that space on products I kind of think of it I kind of you know correlate it to when it goes to like you remember hair products when before the the natural wave really became you know a, a common thread um products were so hard to find especially products that were made by us for us um, because, you know, the, you know, there's a whole layer that goes with that too, lack of capital, lack of access, you know, like mm-hmm. a whole lot of different things that help with the infrastructure of building and marketing and pr- producing these products. Um, mm-hmm. We just didn't have to our avail, but also when they cap, you know, when they, when they caught on to seeing, oh, this is a real thing. These are things, this is something that they're really, where they putting their money behind then we see this massive wave of all of these companies now offering natural products natural things and I mean I'm not I wouldn't be far-fetched to say I wouldn't you know I feel like beauty as a whole is trying to go there too because they're seeing like oh now this is such a big talk around clean beauty Uh, I feel like everything is of course the bottom always tied correlated to the bottom line how can we make more money right and two is it's not I'm not going to put all companies in this lump them all in this boat but for most of them they're guided by of course the money but two like what's the hot thing right now yeah that's interesting what you just said too I think it's like you were saying you know so hard for us to find products that either match or work And I think that's another layer to it, right? Like if we already feel like we don't deserve certain things or we already feel like it's such an extra effort to find something that we want and somebody creates it, we're not going to question that, right? Mm -hmm. Like you just made something that I've been looking so hard for. Cool. I'm going to take it. But like, why, why do we have to live in this space as if, you know, there's not enough? Yeah. It it makes me think of like, um, you know, where certain areas <laughs> here within the United States, there are food deserts, right? Yes. And not only just yeah. food, food deserts, but then the the lack of accessibility to black and brown neighborhoods to be able to just get fresh fruits and vegetables, healthy mm-hmm. food, you know what I mean, in the grocery store. And then if you do have access to those things, why is it so dang expensive? And right? Why is it the Whole Foods. <laughs> right, exactly. So then it's like the one thing that you want to be able to put into your body to make sure you're taking care of yourself, that it's clean and it's healthy. You can't even afford it or you don't have access, mm-hmm. access to those things. Um, speaks once again to when both you and Yana are talking about the layers, you know what I'm saying? The layers of doing harm to what I consider doing harm to the black body. It is, yeah, it is the American way uh, as far as I'm concerned. And it's a problem. But once again, we're grateful for people like you who are speaking out 
on this and um, seeking to make change. We appreciate that so, so, so much. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk, which I feel like we've talked about the idea of there being lack of regulation. You know, we don't have mm-hmm. people in certain positions being heads of the table um, and all those things to be able to say, hey, 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 uh, th- this is a problem. But do you, is there, is there some sort of correlation or I should say an instance in where there's lack of regulation when it comes to black beauty products that are targeted towards black people, but not the standards, not the same for other racial groups. Do you see that being a problem? So actually, no, it's just a, it's just a problem. Um, I think what it boils down to is we it's it's no different than a food desert right so if, mm-hmm. if all we have is like a dollar general or you know like a cvs or something like that the options are obviously going to be greatly condensed so we're already buying products that are kind of worse off right because they they're not attached to like a high end you know department store or brand name right. uh, but the basic fact of the matter is that the FDA has no real legal authority to make personal care products act within safe guidelines. They don't necessarily have those safe guidelines and they can't make a company um, commit to a recall. It's just a very nice suggestion, (laughs) if you will. And the, the regulation that does exist for this like 80, $90 billion industry is literally two pages long and was written in 1938. So that means there's some 80,000 plus chemicals on the market today in our products. And many of them, if not most, have not been fully vetted or tested for their long-term health effects. I mean, they haven't even really been tested for the short term for that matter. And if they are tested, then it's done on like a one product basis or a one ingredient basis. So the FDA might say this percentage of this chemical is allowed in a product and it's safe on that. And that's cool. But what happens when, you know, that amount is in five products we use just washing our face in the morning? The studies don't go as far as to look at that compounded effect and the accumulation that happens in our bodies. And like I was saying, like when black women, we use more products, um, they're formulated worse for us. So that paired with no regulation, like it's not a surprise that we have higher levels of beauty related chemicals in our bodies. We just don't have the supporting studies after that to create that. So there's links but there is not verified, you know, compounded year after year evidence, but there are links to these beauty related chemicals in our bodies um, that contribute to women of color having higher issues of fibroids and early onset puberty and more aggressive cancers. We just don't have the regulation, you know, to keep companies in line or even start that process. No, that's so good. Yes. I had so many thoughts that came to mind that um, on it, but I don't want to go down a rabbit hole. So I'm going to just kind of restrain myself from some of that. But one of the ways in which you are, in addition to like helping with legislation and really like setting this, um, this issue out and speaking out about it and educating people, you also, as part of your know, clean beauty for black girls, you actually have a storefront where you source um, other products that are, you know, brands that um, are, that are clean and they work for our bodies and are not harmful to us. Kind of tell us a little bit about your process um, for, you know, product approval and sourcing these beauty brands. Mm -hmm. So I mainly just go on a brand level basis instead of product by product. But I start with I mean, when somebody reaches out to me about partnering with Clean Beauty for Black Girls, like I just go straight to the sauce. Like I go straight to their website and all the ingredients they use. If they don't list them, I ask for that transparency. Um, I just kind of look at everything from top to bottom, including the fine print. And then 
one of the main motivators is one, is it black owned, black women owned? And two, um, I look into their motivation of why they started a clean product line. And more often than not, it's because of a personal health journey or a scare that they've had. And for example, there's one company, it's three sisters, and they created a lip line after they lost their aunt to breast cancer and were kind of forced to, you know, begin to learn about all the bad products or bad ingredients and products that contributed to her cancer. And so there's so many companies like that out there. And I think that's so important because one, it's about rising together, right? But two, when you come into this space by the unfortunate path of a health scare or losing someone that you love, this isn't something that the motivation is different, right? The motivation is to prevent other people from having to go through this. And that alone is such a different bottom line than your dollars, you know? Yeah, that's, that's really, that's commendable um, on your part. Um, just knowing that you really do your research, um, when it comes to selecting these, these beauty brands to partner with, um, and to, you know, eventually, you know, highlight and, and work with and put out into the world so that consumers can know, um, how to, you know, access these different brands. Um, I love the fact that, you know, you want to know what is their bottom line? Like, what is what is their motivation? And also that these need to be Black women-owned businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, that's important because they understand, number one, where other beauty brands exactly. don't seek to find out, you know, what works for our skin and skin type, you know what I mean? And just everything, like, and really have our best interests at heart. Exactly. That these com- these these different brands do. I love, love, love that. Um, part of your mission with uh, Clean Beauty for Black Girls is to um, educate women on the effects of these harmful products and how to choose better. Um, how can we as consumers um, educate ourselves and know the difference in products that are clean versus those that are harmful? Because we know that, you know, a uh, a, a brand can slap on a te- you know a, a on on their product the label on their product and say that they're you know organic or clean or or whatever it on animals like, yeah exactly but how do we how will we truly know um you know if this is the best product for us and then also in what ways um for those products that aren't labeled in that manner and do not label themselves as being um, clean beauty brands. How, mm-hmm. how can we know, or, or not how can we know, but how are these products, um, how can they potentially affect us um, right. health-wise? I'm, I'm really glad you said that about labels because that goes back to the FDA having no authority. Like anybody can put clean, organic, they can even put like, paraben free on there and they don't have to abide by it like they can just straight up lie and still list it on the back wow (laughs) yeah but so I think the biggest thing is you know start with ingredients I always tell people to you know start with just one if that makes this whole thing easier to digest because I I get it it's like overwhelming um and it can feel like you need to replace everything at once like I'm never going to advocate for that because I don't know about y'all, but I'm not rolling in that type of money. So (laughs) I just say, start with one, start with one ingredient, educate yourself on it. Thankfully, uh, this is a huge conversation in our society right now. So Google is thick with articles, Um, but then go to your most used products and start there with your changes. Like and just go one at a time. So when you find an ingredient in this and something that you're using, just replace that with safer. And I, like, if you don't know where to start, some of the biggest offenders um, are parabens and phthalates. Those are found in like your shampoos, your moisturizing products, your deodorant, 
a lot of your makeup. And the problem with those two is they're endocrine, endocrine disruptors, meaning they mimic your hormone. Like it, it can mimic the production of estrogen and throw off your whole balance. And that in turn can encourage breast cancer growth and reproductive issues. You know, like we, we know how much of our body is tied to hormones. Um, so that causes a big issue there. Another one is formaldehyde. You can see that mainly in hair treatments, especially the ones aimed at smoothing and straightening. Um, also your nail polish and your body soap. And formaldehyde is a known human carcinogen. So it has a direct linkage to the creation of tumors that are cancerous. Um, a big, big one is fragrance, which I know it's an absolutely everything, but the problem with fragrance is it's considered a trade secret. So companies can put as many chemicals as they want into creating a quote unquote fragrance. And we will never have any idea until legislation has changed what they're putting in it. And fragrance has been categorized as a human carcinogen because of that. And it can cause allergies, headaches, reproductive issues, because again, we have no idea what chemicals they're putting in to create this one ingredient. Um, and if you don't wanna do the individual work, like if that's too much, there is a app that was created by the Environmental Working Group. It's the EWG Healthy Living app. And how that works is you can scan your products, just scan the barcode of your product and it will pop up and show you, it'll give it a rating. I think it's one through eight with eight being the most harmful, but it'll break down the three worst ingredients in your product. And it'll give you like a, like a red, yellow and green kind of barometer letting you know how harmful that particular ingredient is in that particular product. So that's super helpful for anyone, you know, that wants to kind of go about this passively. Wow. That was a lot. I know. I was, no, 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 in a good way. Yeah. Um, Cause I was, while you were saying a lot of this, I was just like scanning in my mind, like how much we come in contact on a daily basis with different things and I was like even down to like toothpaste yeah even so to everything like that touches know. you touch every part of your body yeah, literally right? from your hair to your nail to your toe yeah I was like to your toenail <laughs> no we don't like think about like if I'm putting like if I'm putting eyeshadow on we don't even think that we don't think of our skin as an organ. So we're like, I'm putting eyeshadow on. How could this possibly, you know, encourage the growth of a tumor in my ovary, for example. Um, but when you sit and break it down, like in eyeshadow, there is often talc. Talc is always has asbestos in it and asbestos causes ovarian cancer. So I'm putting this eyeshadow on, it's soaking into my skin, right? Which goes to my bloodstream. So it's not just about like my little eyelid. <laughs> right. And that's a thin part of your body too. Like your eyelid. Oh, very really true. Thin. <laughs> uh, and you think about, uh, I just think about <laughs> like from the core the product itself and the chemicals, mm -hmm. but you know, these camp, these products also have a shelf life. And so, and the things okay. that, how you use them and how also bacteria and different things build and how that's a whole nother issue. Yeah. <laughs> it is, we do not throw things away as quickly as we're supposed oh, to. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking to myself. Using 10 year old mascara. Right? Why do we do that? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> it's crazy man oh this was good this is i feel like that needs to be a part two to this hannah but <laughs> hold you um uh, so we're gonna just go into our closing questions um you know i I try to kind of refrain from you know 2020 leave it as um <laughs> in hindsight but you know there was a lot of things that we gained and knowledge and learning from 2020 it taught us Absolutely. a lot of lessons so if you could name one lesson, what would you say was one lesson that you learned in 2020? So I always do like, I don't do resolutions, but I do 
words, like a word of the year, an intentional word of the year. And my word last year was becoming. Um, what I didn't realize was obviously none of us did what came with 2020, that it would be I, kind of iconic for me to choose that word because 2020 was a lot of unbecoming. But I think in doing that, I really fully introduced myself to myself. Like everything was stripped down. It was often, you know, just us and our computers, whatever we were doing on those computers. I'm not sure it matters because you were still with yourself a large amount of time without the busyness of a schedule being overpacked. And that led me to choose the word rising for 2021, because what I learned in that unbecoming and what I learned in meeting myself is if you don't move on all the ideas you have in your head and sitting in your soul, like if you don't move, somebody else is going to move. And then you've cheated yourself out of a gift that was given to you. And I'm just not going to be about that life. So <laughs> somebody preach the word that need to be preached. <laughs> You're going to have to pull out that old collection plate today. <laughs> the word, if you don't move, somebody else will. Don't lose your spot. Don't do it. Not only that, not only that but she talked about unbecoming. Becoming, mm-hmm. but the unbecoming of herself. You got to strip yourself down to be able to receive what you're supposed to really have. To become what you need to be, you got to get to the bare minimum so you can, you, so you might have to go back to the bottom, start, start back at the basics so you can rise in 2021. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll sign a Perry real quick. We got a new song. Oh my For his next movie. <laughs> no, that's good. That's good. Um yeah. Come in and rise. Girl, you better rise to the top. <laughs> oh, 2021. I see Please. a clean beauty for black girls. 2021. <laughs> okay. Speaking of clean beauty for black girls, <laughs> are there any new pro- projects in the works for you this year? Anything new coming? So I'm just go- I'm claiming it. I keep telling myself it can't all happen in a year, but I'm I'm speaking it into an existence, right? Right now, I'm working on all the moving pieces of filing and becoming an official legal nonprofit. Because when that happens, I would like to, there's a few things I want to do. I want there to be a legitimate marketplace where, you know, you can shop safer. I want there to be an annual Clean Beauty for Black Girls conference where you can come listen to speakers on health and wellness shop, network, and just a general overall focus on being a thriving and empowered Black woman. And two major arms of Clean Beauty for Black Girls that I am ready to pour my blood, sweat, and tears into are a scholarship fund for youth who have that entrepreneur bug and are interested in this space, as well as creating a connection network to pair venture capitalists with women who are starting and owning their own clean beauty and health business. Yes. 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 We we touch it in green on that. Yes. (laughs) We want to see that come to light. And for, for our listeners, um, go ahead and visit the clean beauty for black girls website. We'll have everything in our show notes for y'all. So there won't be any question how you can, how you can get connected <laughs> with Hannah and the work that she's doing. She has a, a little donate button. If donate. you want to donate, then donate, donate yeah. cause um, to help um, in these efforts as well as, cause you know, this is a brand that's doing so much good for us and also shaping the minds of the next generation to continue the efforts as well so I love it oh one other thing that we didn't talk about um Hannah I know that you have a podcast yo this can't be like and you talk about oh that's that's my friend's podcast oh oh. my podcast hasn't been I'm scared y'all but like I told you I gotta do it right. Gotta make the moves. Yeah, see, that was see the that was that was that was just the that was the Lord speaking through me to you. I, right? I didn't even know that you got <laughs> the podcast was in yeah. your mind. I thought you already had one. I was speaking into existence. So <laughs> <laughs> I receive it. <laughs> no, that would be so good to have. You know, 
that I think that's another good tool to educate um, and really break down um, in a palatable way uh, yeah. of the of the things that you know that the research that you're finding and all the learnings that you've learned through this process as well. So yeah, let us know. We can't <laughs> wait. <laughs> One thing we stand over here at Melanated Conversations is a black woman that loves to reach back and give back to the, mm-hmm. the next generation. And I think you're doing it on both ends because you're reaching back, but you're also moving forward and reaching forward to make sure that you're paving a, a lane, not only for black beauty brands, uh, clean beauty brands, but for just the everyday consumer, black woman consumer um, and educating us on these issues. And so we can get ourselves together and do right, do better. Thank you. Can you tell us how um, all of our listeners can connect with you and the work that you um, have going on and will continue to move um, forward within? Yep. So our main platform is Instagram. You can either, our name is Clean Beauty for Black Girls, or you can search the hashtag Clean Beauty for Black Girls. And the website is cleanbeautyforblackgirls.org. All right. All that, like I said, you guys will be in the show notes. Um, We'll have all the information. Please, please connect and plug in and, you know, take, take, I know this is a lot probably to digest and you probably feel a little overwhelmed because I ain't gonna lie. I was just thinking like, this is a lot (laughs) to think about, but you know, take it one step at a time, take it one product at a time, take it one ingredient at a time and really just work your way up from there. We're not saying like throw your whole bathroom away. Um, I was like, I'm going downstairs getting a trash. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, but just make, you know, those small steps, you know, they they make they make a big they make a big difference so don't pressure yourself but you know do you um consider how the products that you are investing in what type of return are you receiving for that is it a good return not just for the moment but like longevity in your like far as your health and things of that nature so really really think about that anything else you want to know hannah Nope. Um, what she said is perfect. I always say progress over perfection, like approach it, how you approach healthy eating. You ain't got to be perfect every day, but just trying to do a little bit better each time, each time you buy a new product, find something safer. Yes. Love it. Love it. I don't have anything. This is great. And like Yana said earlier, I think we definitely need a part two. (laughs) I'm here for it. Yeah, no, I love, love, love the work that you're doing. This is Man, yeah, I uh, I love watching Black women do their thing. That's it. Yes, and I'm gonna throw one more <laughs> thing out for you, Hannah. And um, you know, I'm putting a lot on your plate, but I just feel like this needs to be said too. When the world reopens, first of all, we got to meet. But second of all, I would love. I don't know if there's one that exists already, could be, but I see a clean beauty conference. She mentioned. Did you mention that? Mm-hmm. I, I, and it's. Oh, it's only something like what you said. It only came up because I just kept sitting here, like creating all this content. I'm like, there has to be like a community, like a real physical community we can create, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm sorry, I missed that point. I was no, might have still been awe with your with your words. That was <laughs> you probably still just well, trying to just... with the gravity of yeah, all. I was trying to grab it, but <laughs> that's even confirmed too. So touch and agree. I appreciate you saying that, though. Like, obviously, that means it's something. Yes. Amen. Amen. Well, Hannah, once again, we just want to thank you so much for joining us today and sharing um, your story with us. And um, we are just so grateful for you and your gift and your boldness to step out and to speak up and educate us, elevate us. Um, educate us. I think I said educate twice. Empower <laughs> us. What is it? Empower, elevate, and educate. Yes, ma'am. Yes. <laughs> All of that and so much more. Um, so we appreciate you today. Thank you for joining us. Yana, you want to close us out officially? Yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you. Um, you guys know it's always our aim and our mission to 
share in our stories, our transformation, um, share in our lessons and celebrate our successes. So we thank you for continuing along us on this journey. Um, I don't have anything else because I need to go in here and raid my um, cabinet. (laughs) (laughs) But if there is nothing else, until then. Melanate on that. Thank you for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed our chat today. Keep the conversation going by heading to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leaving us a review. Have a story of your own to share? Email us at info at melanatedconversations.com or connect with us on social media at Melanated Conversations. Till next time, keep raising your voice.